provide tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face within the workplace. During this current series, I'm talking about how to have an ambitious women mindset and how to instill that self-confidence and power within. Today, I'm excited to be talking about how to support women returners when they need to relaunch their career after having a career break, whether this is from maternity leave, as a stay-at-home mum or any other family responsibility that you might find yourself within. And I'm excited to be joined by Carol Fishman-Cohen, CEO of iRelaunch, for this topic, because it's something you're really passionate about too, isn't it, Carol? Absolutely, and thrilled to be here, Heather. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm so excited about discussing this topic with you because um, I think it's something that we're both passionate about helping women and companies think, well, how do we support people? Because when you've been out of work and even myself after being out of work um well I had a year off really kind of properly working after having a child and I was so nervous going back to meetings and you know having to present and all of those things that go with it and that's just after one year um so people have been out of work longer than that it's it's kind of really helping companies think well what support do they need to put in place but also equally for the women because they need to think well actually what support do I need and so we're going to have this wonderful chat today about helping really people unpack about what is a support that is the ideal support package for you because it's not just so right I'm just going to go back to the office and it will all be fine right it's not quite that simple is it <laughs> exactly there's so many steps and so many important steps so I'm glad we're going to cover those yeah cool so let's kick off with that question why do people need support returning to the workplace you know why does I relaunch exist for example why do you need to be here So I guess I should start by saying I am a returner myself, but we call them relaunchers that I relaunch. So I might use those terms interchangeably, but I was uh, a financial analyst. I worked for an investment bank. Um, My company collapsed while I was on maternity leave with my first child. So I had no company to return to. That began my career break. And then I had three more kids in close succession, and I stayed home with them for 11 years, a really long time ago, between 1990 and 2001. And then in 2001, I returned to work, again, in financial analysis, uh, working for an investment firm where there were people there who worked with me from a dozen years before who remembered me. And that's the Mm -hmm. only reason I got hired, because at that time, no one was talking about this concept. There, there were no programs, there were no academic studies, there was no media focus. So I didn't know a single other person who had returned to work after taking a career break. You either worked all the way through or you took a career break and you were home and you stayed home. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was really, that whole um, career progression was just starting to take hold at that time. Uh, and after I returned to work, I got connected with uh, Vivian Steer-Rabin, who was another relauncher who um, has five kids and took a seven-year career break. And she was uh, interested in writing a book about this topic. And mm-hmm. ultimately, we ended up co-authoring the book, and it came out in 2007. And in the process, I ended up leaving my original job and did research for the book. And then we started getting involved in the very first return to work programs that were happening in 2005, 2006. 
and gradually uh, got more and more involved in the space and really took a leadership role in the space uh, because we're the pioneering company. Mm -hmm. And this uh, is really important because more and more we're seeing people take career breaks for all different reasons that have nothing to do with their work performance. And employers are increasingly becoming aware, and we've been evangelizing this for, for almost two decades now, that people who are high performers don't lose their ability to be high performers simply because they take a career break. So the evolution now is that employers uh, are understanding that this talent pool um, is high caliber mm -hmm. and is going after it in more formal ways. And, and we're in the middle of that. I love that. So relevant. And especially it's what we talk about at Superums every day. <laughs> like, you know, you know, acknowledge the CV and experience and everything that they've got. And, you know, it's in the coming back to that table. So what did your research kind of uncover? Like why, why did I relaunch need to be established as an organization? What was the kind of, you know, what's the evidence of need as opposed to somebody just putting their CV forward and applying for jobs and getting it? Well, we call it an institutional shift in terms of employers who are the ones who need to recognize the value and have demand for people who are returning, if people are going to return successfully, unless they do something entrepreneurial on their own, which is certainly a route that uh, relaunchers take. But that's less than 30% of them. Um, most of them, and in our population, over 88% are interested in returning to full-time jobs. That doesn't necessarily mean um, it's a big corporation, but it could be big corporate. It could be small or medium-sized company. But the idea is that this is a high caliber pool, but is hidden to some degree. And when it, historically, when people have had a career break on their resume, the resume has usually been tossed out and not considered at all. Mm -hmm. And the institutional shift we're starting to see is that more and more the career break and the career path that includes a career break is becoming normalized. So that is really where we felt our role has been significant in establishing who the relaunchers are and pushing along this institutional shift where um, companies and really leading global companies who are examples for all other companies are recognizing that this is a pool to pay attention to and to have programming around. Mm -hmm. So that is our mission is to normalize career breaks. And in order to accomplish that, we have been doing all this work with employers, but we also lead a community of over 100,000 relaunchers who are in all stages of returning to work after career breaks from one to over 20 years. Mm -hmm. So we also plot out and uh, have guidebooks and frameworks for how people can go step by step to relaunch their careers successfully. Mm. So let's look at that for a moment. I mean, it's amazing you built this community because that's certainly a support network for them. I mean, what support um, in these toolkits that you've mentioned, what type of support are you sharing with them? What should a returner be looking for um, rather than doing it by themselves and just applying for work? What kind of different support infrastructure do they need? Besides laying out, it, we have something called the I Relaunch Return to Work Roadmap, which is 30 steps, five stages, which really lays out for each person step by step how you can go about relaunching your career. But we okay. also provide community. As you're saying, uh, rather than people going at this by themselves, we provide community in many ways. So we have virtual communities. We have probably our most active 
portion of our community is in our I, a private I relaunch return to work forum that we have on Facebook with about 10,000 of our relaunchers in that. We also have been running since the very beginning. This was the first thing we did was to start the I relaunch return to work conference, which we ran for the very first time in 2008. And we have now run it over 32 times and we run it every May and October. It's now a virtual conference. It used to be in person and it's now increasingly global. So I think community is really important, not only for people not to feel isolated, but also to keep them moving forward, keep the momentum. And I know at Supermoms and the way that you structure your programs and your trainings, community is at the core, right? And, and the momentum piece. So I know you understand that firsthand. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's brilliant. And, and it, it's amazing. You've got this roadmap and journey that people can go on because that's what they need sometimes, isn't it? It's like rabbit in headlights. Where do I go? I'm not going to do this. There's all these negative things. So it's great that you've got this structure that can people can sort of work through and kind of plan their approach to things. So a returnship, if we're talking about returnship and you're advising companies, what guidance do you say that they should put into place for a returner? What sort of support do you right. believe is necessary? I want to answer that question in a minute, but I also realize I want to say one more thing about the relauncher's journey itself. And that is the very first step is the hardest and you have to figure out what you want to do all over again. So we can talk about that later um, in more depth if you want, but really making that decision that requires a lot of thought and deliberation uh, drives everything else about your relaunch. So you have to decide Am I going back to exactly what I left? Am I going back to a permutation of what I left? Or uh, did I realize I was not on the right career path and I want to relaunch my career in a, in a whole new direction? So that process is what ultimately will drive what roles you apply for and who you speak to and what kind of upskilling or reskilling that you do. So I just wanted to put that out there. As far as uh, employers are concerned, so employer career reentry programs are predominantly what we call returnships, which means there's an internship-like component. It's a mid-career version of a student entry-level student internship program. So people come in anywhere from eight weeks to one year, depending on the program. Most of them are 12 to 16 weeks, and it's a paid program. And at the end, there is a conversion decision about whether the person then moves and becomes an, uh, hired by the company. About 80% of career re employer career reentry programs are of the returnship format. There's another 20%, and this is emerging, that are what we call direct hire, where companies hire returners on day one as employees still provide some transitional programming support and mentoring in the early months of their return. And that would mimic the same kind of programming support and mentoring that we would see that's part of a more classic returnship, where while people are working in the role for their 12 or 16 weeks or longer, they also have special programming and their managers get special training. And there is mentoring and oversight in a way that supports them because this is a true life transition. It's a personal and it's a professional transition. And people take career breaks for all different reasons, predominantly 
Women take career breaks for childcare reasons, but we see men who do that and men and women who take career breaks for reasons that have nothing to do with childcare. Could be elder care or pursuing a personal interest or your own health issue or your military spouse, or maybe you're unretiring. So many, many reasons. And so depending on what that reason is would also depend on what that personal transformation component is. So to go through this with a group of people who are experiencing at the same time, we call it the power of the cohort is another feature of many employer career reentry programs. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And at Supermums, we do um, a returnship program with Salesforce, actually. And the amount of our learners apply for that is, is amazing because they're like, oh, this is so great. We're going to get all this package of support, you know, and, and we and we don't see the same level of applications to other job opportunities because, um, you know, it's a little bit more scary or it's kind of like you're straight into it, whereas Salesforce have kind of put together this year long package to support program which includes training and mentoring and learning and shadowing and it's just been amazing opportunities we've run that with them for the last couple of years um, it's been phenomenal have you got some other examples of other companies and what they're doing carol that you could share sure many examples of programs uh if you think about some of the leading employers um ibm cognizant uh, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, um, uh, Johnson & Johnson, uh, Raytheon, so all sorts of industry sectors, um, aerospace and defense, a lot of the Wall Street and finance companies, um, legacy tech companies, as well as Silicon Valley companies mm -hmm. like Meta. So you can see, uh, if you go to the irelaunch.com website under the re relauncher tab, you can click on return to work programs. And then you'll see a list there of a, over 120 programs. And you can click right through uh, to get more information about them. So we're seeing more and more of these programs get established. And mm. we're also seeing them grow and scale at a rate that we've never seen before. That's amazing. And I, I remember listening back to one of the podcasts you did with somebody else, actually, Carol, and you were saying, you know, there wasn't, or what you said today also, you know, there wasn't that many returnships around and companies weren't doing them. And for you to have that many now on your books and to be advising these companies is fantastic. What is in it for them? Why are they doing this? You know, is it tokenistic or is it sincere? Well, Originally, these initiatives started as gender diversity initiatives. So uh, the original uh, career reentry programs were on Wall Street uh, because these companies have been around for so long that over time, there became a sense of urgency around not having enough women in mid to senior level roles. So initially, the programs were in response to that. But once the programs were up and running and people started seeing who was coming in the door, with the education and the experience and the mature perspective and the stable life stage and the enthusiasm and energy about being back in the workforce, uh, then the program started to expand based on their merit. And we work with more and more companies now that are moving the program from a gender diversity initiative into their mainstream talent acquisition strategy. So we think over time, um, and as there are more and more programs, more and more examples out there, then there is more actual evidence to employers about this pool being a, a highly desirable pool that they should put resources around attracting and bringing into their organization. 
Yeah, I love that. So it just echoes again, you know, the reality that companies, once they see that they see a CV, but then actually meeting somebody and then working with them and then realizing the potential and the, the talent that is out there that they're not tapping into, um, it soon changes their hearts and minds, right? And it becomes more mainstream and people realize the opportunities that they can, you know, sort of provide. Obviously, there's a bit more package and investment around this returnship program than in other individuals they may hire so what type of investment are companies really making in this you know does it cost them a lot more money to do a returnship program that's a great question so companies have to pay for the people who are in the returnships obviously if they're hiring them and just be from day one it's just like they're they're doing a lateral hire or experienced mm -hmm. hire um same cost there um there is that additional programming cost but you know we say that this is an opportunity uh, internally for HR leaders or other leaders to build a brand new onboarding program from scratch. Um, certainly they can bring in uh, successful modules from other onboarding programs in their company. We say, don't reinvent the wheel, mm -hmm. uh, use those. But at the same time, this is some of the work that we do. There's uh, training involved and there's certain customized elements of the onboarding that we think is particularly effective for people who are returning to work after taking career breaks that might not normally be in the curriculum, so to speak, of an onboarding program for other talent pools. There could be some incremental costs there um, to engage with us, for example, to outsource that particular part of the training. Uh, but, you know, these the companies that we're working with are primarily Fortune 200 companies and their equivalents around the world. So there's a deep bench in the learning and development department. And the Additional programming piece is for most budgets negligible in terms of you, you know the bigger the bigger picture. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. And and you mentioned about merging with other talent pools. Actually, the one the the program that we align with at Salesforce, they have merged the graduate program with the returnship program. So you've got graduates coming out of college, like being trained up and working alongside, you know, the returnship mums actually. And they were like, oh, this is going to work. You know, the, for the first year, they were like intrigued as to how that would all play out, you know, um, because all these grads like want to go down the pub and <laughs> what, yeah. what will happen. And, and also they've traditionally done the returnship in person actually and everybody had to be in Dublin but then with the pandemic so we shifted their thinking to say well, could we do some of this virtually and how would that sit so um yeah there's different ways companies can play it and, and trial it and see what works isn't there so you must have such a variety and, and different sort of templates that people use but um it you know it, it's great to see it's out there so if we sort of wrap up really thinking about tips for mums you talked about as a mum or anybody else returning to the workplace after years out of work what should they be aspiring to at this point what should they be looking for what should they do next how can they get that best sort of starter out in in life if you like the next stage of life you know how can we give them the some top tips right now sure just Jumping back to the prior topic just for a minute, you mentioned a strategy that we recommend to employers that are tiptoeing into this concept. Do they have another program mm. that they can open up applications to and include people who are returning? So I love the example that you're talking about that uh, that you're doing with Salesforce, where there are newer graduates um, sitting side by side with super moms uh, participants uh, who are 
probably in their 40s or 50s and uh, maybe 35 to 65, uh, that that age group. One, one thing to think about is, and I remember this myself, I was 42 years old when I relaunched my career and I was much older than the analysts and associates that were just starting around the same time, even though I went to orientation with them and I was thrilled to do that. So there does have to be uh, you have to have a sense of humor. You have to have flexible mm -hmm. uh, adju adjustment um, in your uh, in your outlook, and then I think that puts everyone else at ease. But certainly, I think the mix of people with the different backgrounds is enriching for everyone, as mm -hmm. opposed to polarizing. So that that's another uh, advantage of, of bringing relaunchers in. So in terms of um, where to start and what to think about, I would, of course, recommend that anyone starting to think about relaunching their career, go to irelaunch.com and look at the tools and resources that we have there. We also have a podcast. We were fortunate to interview you, Heather, um, as um, one of our podcast uh, guests. And, and that was, I recommend that one highly. Uh, and we have about 250 episodes. We have blogs. We we have the I Relaunch Return to Work Roadmap. We have the conferences. We have the the, the groups. So all of that, I would recommend uh, people take advantage of just to open your eyes and think about, oh, there are a lot of things I should be aware of right now. And let me plan it out a little bit, because part of it is you get so overwhelmed by this, this concept of how am I going to go back to work as in one giant question, as opposed to breaking it up into components. And so mm -hmm. that's what we do. We break it up into components. Uh, and again, you know, we want people to start with this reflection about what do I want to do all over again? And how does that relate to what my original career was? And also, you know, in the case of, of your perfect example with Supermoms, Heather, there are technologies, there are new platforms that didn't exist when some of us were working before, and then we went on career breaks. So the opportunity to upskill and reskill in a high quality way, in a relatively low cost way, and sometimes also supported by other coursework that you can access free online. Mm -hmm. But that combination of upskilling and reskilling resources that can be offered to you at any time of the day or night, or even doing, you know, your super mom's homework, you can do that on your own time. I think that that's something new. And uh, we didn't have those kinds of resources available to us before. So yeah. once you figure out what you want to do, you do then have to think about, you want to become a subject matter expert all over again, if it's mm -hmm. uh, something from your old field, or maybe you're learning something new. And the way you demonstrate that with your upskilling, reskilling in your coursework, that is going to be what impresses employers who are looking for people who are lifelong learners and who are curious and who are ready to dive in and learn things that they didn't know about before. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's great to sort of shed light on all those different components. And I think we've been lucky that we've had some candidates that have worked collectively with our organisations because together is a really powerful foundation, right, to launch. So at Supermums, you know, we provide the upskilling in Salesforce, the mentoring, the coaching and a community and upskill people. Um, but then the companies that you mentioned, Carol, are, are like IBM and Cognizant are ones that would take on Salesforce professionals in a returnship program. So you've got access to employers and the returnship programs that are perfect for 
our alumni that go through that programme because they're ready, because they've kind of upskilled. Um, and just to sort of add, I suppose, to anybody listening, um, and, and this is something I'd encourage anybody to do when you're considering your careers. At Supermums, we offer people a, a free 30 minute consultation, a career coaching consultation about what is Salesforce and is it a career that you could do? Because a lot of people are trying to figure that out. So we offer this. We have two career coaches, one in the US, one in the UK from EMEA, um, where returners can just have a chat and sort of figure out, well, is it something I could do or not? Can I transfer your skills? And I encourage any returner to go and take that time to research and find out. And, and that's why your network's so valuable, Carol, right? Because people in your Facebook group have gone into different job roles and people can just reach out and ask, I suppose, to speak to anybody. Do you see that happening? Yeah, well, I love this idea of the information session and, and having that initial conversation because I think people get really afraid uh, because they're just, they think it's insurmountable uh, mm -hmm. what, what you're describing. And so once they are able to have that conversation with you, uh, that will take a lot of the hesitation and fear out of the way, which I think is important. And yes, it's absolutely a strategy to use in, in a a whole range of areas. If you want to, um, there are career coaches. Uh, if you want to interview them, they will often do a free 20 minute get to know you kind of a session to understand their, their style and, and their approach. There are information in all interviews you can ask for amongst your friends who are working or friends of friends. And that's a great way to start exploring what you're interested in doing. Uh, and I also want to mention there's another resource. We do a been running an initiative with the Society of Women Engineers uh, for we're in our seventh year now called the STEM Reentry Task Force. And you can see the range of companies that are involved there by going to reentry.swe.org, reentry.swe.org. And you'll see companies that are part of that initiative who are starting or have, or have mature return to work programs and are actively looking for, for relaunchers. Mm -hmm. So that could include Intel and Boeing and Global Foundries. And, and you'll, you'll see a whole range of companies there. And also I wanted to uh, mention uh, companies like Deloitte, uh, which is, have run uh, for many years a an active return to work program and are looking for people in a whole range of different areas. So that's the other thing. Don't assume that if a company is a finance company, a Wall Street company, for, for example, that the roles that they are recruiting for are only in customer-facing finance our financial analysis types of roles. You can look there and see a whole range of different types of roles that mm -hmm. uh, that companies would include and are actually siphoning off and putting in only for their return to work programs where they're not having people who don't have career breaks apply. You have to have a career break in order to apply. And actually that's the other part okay. of the institutional shift is that remember our resumes with career breaks used to be thrown out now do you have to have one in order to be <laughs> eligible to apply for these career reentry programs? So mm -hmm. a really, really important step in this institutional shift is the recognition and the value of the career break and the requirement of the career break in order to participate. So those programs also, there's a lot of information about them online. There are people uh, who uh, 
participate in programs with us. We just had one last night uh, with uh, an organization called Mocha Moms, and we had representatives from JP Morgan and Amazon and Cognizant. And, and you can see the individuals on there. And they said, link up with me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And they give you an invitation to connect with them and get more information. So take advantage of that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. When you hear it in programs, that's a great way when to introduce yourself to someone, if you see them presenting uh, in a program or you know they're connected with a career reentry program, reach out to them on LinkedIn and say you're really interested in their program and wanted to connect. And that's a great way to open up that kind of conversation and have that informational interview. That's amazing, isn't it, Carol? We have we're on a mission, obviously. We've got to make sure as many companies as possible have returnship programs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for all your tips and insight today. And I think it's just really putting this on the radar of people who are returning to work that, you know, this is available. There is opportunity. Um, Carol, just reiterate your website name again for everybody if they want to take a look at your programs. Sure. Irelaunch.com. I-R-E-L-A-U-N-C-H dot com. Thank you for allowing me to share that with people. Uh, and um, I'm really excited for everyone who's listening, who's planning a future career break or who is on career break and looking to return. Uh, and I love your offering, Heather, and what Supermoms is doing to bring people into the Salesforce world and update their technical skills in a way that they are immediately marketable and ready to, to be hired. Oh, you're welcome. Well, no, it's been fantastic to collaborate and as I have mutual students and learners and people have benefited from both our programs and initiatives so there's more to do and we're going to be busy but thank you so much this is the start right you guys have done phenomenal work so far and um truly inspired by what you're you're doing and achieving and to have that many people come together uh we, we're certainly seeing a trend and a shift change for this so um yes we'll keep going so thank you so much everybody for listening today and if you liked the show please do rate and review on itunes we'd love to hear your feedback and comments and thoughts thank you carol for joining us today and we'll see you all on the next show soon take care mm -hmm.